Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I'm Angela. If you're watching this in real time, the following episode has been recorded as a part of my YouTube maternity leave, which when I return from, I will be live streaming every Wednesday night right here on the channel at 8 p.m. Central Time. So be sure to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Give the video a thumbs up and enjoy the episode. I'll see you all again real soon. Today, I have my friend Jessica Torres joining me for this really important conversation that we both think is not happening enough in the body of Christ. Everyone is so focused on preaching against prosperity gospel that we never talk about the fact that the Bible is, in fact, not a poverty gospel. So that's kind of what we're here to do today. Um, myself and Jess have been connected since I got saved in December 2021. She got saved around the same time as me, as you're going to hear. We actually recorded an episode of Heaven and Healing together like way back in February or March of 2022. Uh, it's like the second episode I ever did of this podcast. So you can go way back there and find our initial conversation together where we talk all about the hoax of the divine feminine. She shares more of her testimony. I'll have her plug herself toward the end so you can find her on Instagram, see her platforms and all of those good things. But in the meantime, I'm gonna bring her on and let her just kind of rehash some of her story for those of you that haven't heard it before. Like I said, you can go listen to the full thing way back from that very first episode we did last year. Um, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be like two years ago. That's actually crazy. But anyway, so we're gonna talk about um, Jess's business. She has a faith-based business. She used to have a new age business. I'll let her share more of that. And we're going to talk about this kind of taboo topic that seems even silly to say is taboo, but hey, y'all, Christians are allowed to make money. So without further ado, here is my friend Jess. Hey, Jess, how are you? Hello, I'm doing well. So happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. So for those that have not heard any of your testimony before, could you just give us a summary of how you came to know Christ? Yeah, absolutely. So I got radically saved by Jesus in October, 2021. And at that time I was, you know, running a six figure coaching business. Um, before that I was living in Costa Rica, living my best life, right? I was gaining the world. I was deeply involved in, you know, all of the things, all Eastern mysticism, yoga, Tantra, sacred sexuality, manifesting my reality, you name it, I did it, plant medicine, all the things. And I was on this, you know, healing journey for 10 years of my life, desperately trying to heal from trauma from childhood and my teenage years and going through divorce, right? All of these things that, you know, it led me to psychedelics and healing, you know, trying to find God and all of these things. And then through psychedelics, I made my way into the new age and I was deeply engulfed. And when it comes to the business aspect, I saw a lot of people making, you know, a business out of their spirituality and consciousness. And, you know, they were digital nomads living all over, having financial freedom. And that really spoke to me. I didn't I didn't want to work in a office, right? Like I got my degree in psychology and all that, but I didn't want to be inside four walls, like being told what to do, right? Because I was also rebellious against God. So I created my own business and really quickly it hit six figures and I was at the height of it, you know, supporting other women in building businesses, but also healing from sexual trauma, sexual abuse, things that I myself have been through. 
So I really just wanted to help people, right? That's really what I wanted to do. But of course, I was deceived and I was teaching women how to do rituals and, you know, orgasmic manifestation, all the things that you'll listen to in the first episode that me and Angela did. Um, But at the end of it, I heard the gospel being preached on Instagram in September 2021. At the time, I was in like a really mentally and emotionally abusive relationship on both ends. And I was gaining the world, but I was so empty inside. And I, I thought I was doing all this healing and you know, all of my trauma was coming to the surface, all the things, right? But I realized once I got saved that I was under demonic possession and oppression. And I heard the gospel preached, immediately was convicted. I got convicted of my business, all the things I was doing, the false idols, like just all the ideologies. And I, you know, laid it all down at the feet of Jesus. I was born again. And from the beginning, he it's like he told me that he was going to restore and redeem my business, that he was going to give me a completely new mission to coach women. And at the time, I had no idea what that would look like. I saw a lot of Christians demonizing the coaching industry, demonizing mm-hmm. making your own business. So I was terrified of getting slandered, of getting getting called out, being a false prophet, all the things. And then I kept walking with the Lord and I really got my word and the word told me something completely different, especially the Proverbs 31 woman who, apart from Jesus, she is the most inspiring one to me in the Bible, like just who she is as a woman and why the Lord put that in his word. And I just kept walking with him. And yes, I've been persecuted. I've been slandered for having my own business, but in the end, the Lord has been so faithful to his promises and I have now Mm. coached hundreds of women in my business and ministry and building and growing their own ministries and businesses and really it's for the household for the home you know a lot of the society is bringing women outside of the home and causing so much um, dysfunction in the household but I believe that women are meant to, you know, be homemakers a lot of the time that's the calling that we have in our heart to be wives and mothers and we see that the Proverbs 31 woman made it possible to also be a thriving, successful entrepreneur who is able to bless her home financially. So that's a little spiel about me. Amen. And you know, what's really amazing as I'm hearing you talk about this is thinking about the last time we recorded together, how obviously Mike, who, if y'all don't know, that's my husband, but at the time, He was my fiance that I didn't even know if he would end up being my husband because he wasn't saved. I wanted nothing more than to have that that structure, that that like homemaker wife doing her thing at home, supporting her husband kind of kind of mindset where 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 I serve as his helper. And you wanted the same thing like you were you were coming out of what I was coming out of and you had all this grief and heartache. And I remember you talking about how you just wanted so desperately to be married. And now it's just amazing how the Lord works y'all, because by the time you guys listen to this, we're recording it. As y'all know, this is for the Sela archives. By the time this comes out, I will be a mother married to that same man. And Jess is actually going to be a wife when this comes out. So it just goes to show that when you're really obedient to the Lord, when you lay everything at the foot of the cross and when you yield to his word and to his revelation, despite the persecution and despite the backlash, he is faithful to to steward that. He is faithful to reward that. Um, and I'm not here to say we do things because, you know, 
we we expect a reward from God. We do things out of obedience and out of a love for him. But that's his character. That's that's just his character. He's a good father. He provides for his children. And so just just I pray everyone will see kind of that testimony coming to life. The more we get into this conversation, how you have been so obedient to the Lord. And um, for anyone that wants to say, you know, you're doing the wrong thing, you shouldn't have this type of business. I just want to encourage all of you to look at the fruit of her life right now. She is a wife. Whereas when we recorded the first time in early 2022, she didn't know what the next like five weeks were going to look like, right? I don't even no. know if you had started a business at that point. Um, but all that to be said, we'll kind of get more into that in a moment. Can you explain kind of what your prerogative was in New Age? I, I know you said you wanted to help people. That was always our intention, right? To help people. Um, but what your prerogative was within the business world uh, when it comes to the new age aspect of things and then kind of how when you came to know Christ, when he made you a new creation, how that prerogative shifted and how you knew you still wanted to have some sort of entrepreneurial business ship and how that um, mindset and intention kind of shifted for you once you came to know the Lord. Yeah. Well, there is so much deception in the new age coaching industry, specifically like the divine feminine tantra sacred sexuality all the stuff that i was a part of and just this lust for more and you know having these huge like 80k months and 100k months and you know connecting to the capacity like all this just like witchcraft and all of these things and i was just like at first it really started with like am i able to even financially support myself from my own business like i never thought that was possible after six years being a waitress bartender right like that's what i was just i had the golden handcuffs of that and then once COVID happened i got let off from my waitressing job and i was like okay now it's time to start this business like and once I was able to actually like financially support myself, like I was signing clients and I was like, whoa, like how far can I take this? Like, how can I really like hit these huge months that these women are saying they're hitting like through orgasmic manifestation, ritual, um, blood, sex, magic, right? All of these things. And the scariest part was that it was actually happening and you are not glor giving glory to God. You are giving glory to yourself and saying like, you did this, it's, you know, like my guides and my, it's like the altars that I made, like, so you're really just selling your soul to these demons <laughs> that are giving you power, that are giving you the world to harden your heart even more to, to Christ, to actually realizing that you're actually really empty inside. So it started off kind of innocent. And then it was like, you know, the coaches that I were working with, and then who they were working with, it was like this multi-level thing that like the more you the more that you make the more you can charge and it was like this spiral 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 up and you know by the end of it when I heard when I first heard the gospel being preached there was like a relief to my soul that I never felt in my life like it felt like all the striving can seize if this is true mm. you know because when you are doing these things it's like you're working off your own energy and you're getting your energy siphoned from these spirits right so it's like I heard the gospel being preached and I was like wait like this is feels so relieving but also I was terrified because I was making a very good living off of this business and you know I was like all right so if I were to lay this down and I did because I knew in the end it was wrong 
not necessarily like helping women with social media, right? How to even start a business, how to do back end, like simple things, how to start a podcast, right? Like simple, tangible skills that you can sell, but the things that I was selling, right? Salvation, liberation, mm-hmm. you things being sold in the new age, like come to my course and I'll like, it will set you free. Like these are things that you're not allowed to market and sell as a Christian. And we can tell that is directly not coming from God if you were selling those things, right? So I was really like, okay, is this possible? And the Lord started bringing women into my life through, you know, Instagram that I saw were Christians running businesses. So I was like, okay, like maybe it is possible. But I also saw deceptions within that space too, saying they're Christian, saying they're this. Meanwhile, they're supporting manifestation coaches and they're supporting Reiki prep. And I was like, is it possible to do this? That's, that is actually purely clean. So I really just started being obedient to the Lord. And I was like, Lord, like, what is this mission? Like, why would you want me to keep doing this? Cause I was ready to use my degree and get a job outside the home, like mm-hmm. anything that he wanted me to do, but he made it really clear and gave me a vision that I was going to be supporting women in, you know, not compromising their roles as wives, as mothers, and still being able to create something that they can sell. So now the new prerogative per se is really building God's kingdom and, you know, not putting all the financial stress on our husbands, not saying if your husband is, you know, doing great and he's like, I don't, you don't need to bring in any money. Like do I want you to take care of this? That's awesome too. But if you have this burden on your heart to start a business, there's something that you want to do, right? It's possible to do it in a way that glorifies God clean and doing it now with the Lord. I realized that when I was in the new age, having my business, there was always this sense of shame or guilt or like something's wrong here because you actually are living in sin. You are selling sin, right? I think it's in second Timothy where it says they are doomed to the blackest darkness um, they promise a life of freedom, yet they are slaves of sin. Mm-hmm. And we see that is happening in the new age and, you know, the new age coaching that I was involved in, like they're selling liberation, they're selling all these things, but they're slaves of sin. But it is possible to walk in the freedom of Christ and also sell something tangible skills to support someone else in their walk in motherhood, relationships, marriage, whatever it is. Yeah. Amen. So talk a little bit about, um, well, actually to that point, I do want to say it, it's interesting because the Bible does talk a lot about, um, kind of the, the, the danger of money, but it also doesn't say we're not allowed to have it. Like, like Mark eight thirty six says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul and i think that verse like really really heavily embodies kind of um kind of like the 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 proverbial the proverbial difference between what a new age business looks like versus what a faith-based business looks like because with the new age you are trying to gain the world like you said it's like you're selling salvation you're selling yourself as like kind of the savior as as like the one responsible for for being able to offer someone something that they don't have whereas with the faith-based stuff it's more like i what i see you doing and i want you to talk in a minute about what your kind of coaching looks like now um 
what I see you doing is you're encouraging women to actually just hone in on what they already do have. You're not saying like, I have something, I have some secret knowledge to give you. And that's like the biggest difference. It's like, I, you don't have anything to offer them. You're just teaching them how to refine what the Lord has already given them. So can you talk about some of like the coaching that you do? Like when you say like you're helping with skills, like what does that look like? I know a couple of your different, um, like you have an academy. So what are those things look like? Just so people have an idea. So obviously there's like tangible and intangible, right? The tangible is some women don't know how to start websites or email lists, right? How to market certain things that they're selling or, you know, basic branding or how to use Canva, right? And really like teaching them and encouraging them in that, how to leverage their offers, how to sell their offers. And then, you know, the intangible is the spiritual warfare that happens when you are starting a faith-based business because the enemy is going to try and make you not do that because Mm -hmm. something that I teach to all of my clients, you'll hear this in anything that I teach. The number one thing is the mission that the Lord has for you is to know Jesus and make him known. It's not to make money in your business. It's not to sell as many products as possible. It's not to get as many customers in the door as possible. It's to know God and make him known. And you can do that while selling things, while offering things or teaching things. So like the intangible of the emotional aspect of you know walking with the Lord in business, going through wilderness seasons, going through valleys and you know, we see this in our normal walk, right? Like, can I really trust God of what he's shown me? Can I really mm. stand on the promises of what he's promised me? And, you know, just being in my gift of faith that I have to encourage them and support them. And I see that when I was in the new age, I've always had this gift of faith. Whatever I go for, I go like 100% into it and really encourage people. So it's like Satan was twisting and perverting this gift that I had for his kingdom because I was encouraging women to like post themselves naked or like, you know, sexual liberation or do that manifestation process, um, practice, you know, just like doing these things and encouraging them in that. And now I see like, when I'm walking with the Lord and being used, it's like he's completely renewed and restored and redeemed this gift to encourage women who, you know, are kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting to take action, but they're so terrified of being persecuted, of being this and that, and, you know, showing them and reassuring them, like, you will be persecuted. You will, not everyone's going to understand because God is going to use this business to walk with him to sanctify you and to be made into the image of Christ. So it's all like wrapped up together. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Actually, it's it's so good because it's true. Um, You know, I just had this conversation with one of my friends when I was in the world, when I was in new age, I was doing what I'm doing now. Like I was except, you know, it was the same kind of complex that you had with your business in new age. It was like, I'm the one you need to come to. I have all of this secret knowledge that I'm going to teach you. Like I had the podcast all about astrology and it's like, it's like I was basically recruiting disciples for the kingdom of darkness. Like I was essentially a, a, a new age evangelist. Um, and the Lord just like gave me this revelation very recently and it blew me away because you realize, I think it takes like a a level of, I I don't want to sound pompous, but spiritual maturity to recognize that the devil 
uses us without Christ. He uses our God-given gifts for his glory. So just because you come to Christ does not mean you do not have those gifts. It just means that those gifts can now be utilized in the image of God, the way that he intended you to use them. That was always his will. You have to understand that the devil can only pervert. He can only corrupt. He can only contort and steal. He's a copycat. So he can't, he can't give you these gifts. He can only use what the Lord has given you for his gain, capitalizing on your ignorance of that. And so that's, you know, we both came to Christ and it took both of us like a minute to kind of just sit with it and to pray on it and to continue to get to know the Lord. But we both ended up utilizing those gifts, but walking in the light as he is the light. And that's the biggest difference. And it's such a blessing. So I want to speak to anyone that has guilt um, or shame, maybe surrounding a calling that they had while they were in the world. And just let y'all know that that calling, whatever gift it was, more than likely was coming from God, but the devil was using it for his perverted purposes. So it's okay to still have these desires to pursue things, to pursue your talents, to pursue your skills. But now that you know the Lord, you have to trust him that he has, he has done what he said he's done and given you his Holy Spirit to really discern what that path will now look like because you have the you have the barometers to operate within the confines of his word of course so yeah. just kind of wanted to make that point you. you know spirit will convict you if you're doing something right. you know he'll he corrects you and that's what holds a lot of women back because i have conversations every day with women like jess like my heart is burdened to start this but like i'm afraid of walking outside of god's will and you know, I don't want to not be obedient to God and this and that. So they're in this place of stagnancy. And it's like, that's the enemy giving you a spirit of like timidity, Mm. because you're not trusting that the spirit is actually dwelling inside of you. You know what conviction is like, and you know what you have to know what condemnation is like as well. And knowing the difference between that God will never attack your character or back you into a corner when it comes to something that he's saying, like, you're not walking in what I have for you, or you're not walking in something that's good right now, you know, but the enemy condemns you and makes you feel like there's no way out. And you're, you know, a horrible person. So mm-hmm. knowing the difference between that and trusting that the spirit will convict you and guide you and to not lean on your own understanding of what you think it's going to look like running a business with the Lord is completely different than, you know, new age or, walking in the world it's like you you have to walk in humility and trust and faith like we cannot please god without faith if Mm. you have a business plan and you already know how everything's going to pan out and where is the faith going to be grown on in that and that's what a faith-led business is you know right yeah that's really good and i'm glad that you said that because when i um you know, cause I love doing this podcast and I don't do it without permission. Like there are days where I do want to quit where I'm like, Lord, I, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with the persecution. I don't want to deal with the comments. Like I don't want to deal with it. And he's like, no, you got to keep going. I'm like, okay. So, you know, when I, when I was trying to figure out like, is it possible for me to, because I felt like he really put it on my heart that 
he wants this podcast to be the thing that I do from home to support my family and and to be able to be home with my girl. And I just was trying to figure out how. So I was trying to do what other people were doing. I was like, okay, you know, I'll do this like monthly thing where I have kind of like this paywall where I put secret episodes up or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. It'll be like five bucks a month. That's reasonable. It won't be anything biblical. It'll be like funner, you know, kind of secondary topics, like talking about the Nephilim, like nothing salvific, you know? Um, and that's how I sort of justified it. I was like, it's not going to be salvific. It's okay. So um, I pursued that. I spent all this money to have my website built so that I could have that that platform set up. And then the Lord convicted me. And it's exactly what you said. It was not a condemnation. It was just this like, daughter, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do the paywall thing for this. It's, you know, you have, as you have received freely, you will give freely because we'll talk in a minute. The, our content, like our, is, is vastly different. Like what you're offering versus what I'm doing with this so different i don't think it's appropriate to be like for, for someone to watch us have this conversation i don't think they should have to pay for it you know what i mean absolutely so yeah. he just really convicted me he was like i don't want you to do that daughter trust me trust that i am going to put generosity on the hearts of the audience trust that i will provide for you that you don't have to control it so that was somewhere something else i had to just relinquish that that sense of trying to control it, realizing he's the one that put it on my heart for this podcast to be a resource for me to um, have some sort of income that will be stable enough for me to stay at home with my daughter and just trust that because he put that on my heart, he's gonna make it happen. So, you know, he, he's been providing with that. As soon as I removed the paywall, it was like, people were generous like that's so there are going to be there's going to be like trial and error as you move forward in a business with the lord but you just have to like just said just really lean into that faith and trust him um yeah because i personally i don't believe in like charging for things that the church offers for free like bible study and fellowship yeah. and things like that but what you are what you are offering is like what but you said it's skills it's just like practical skills yeah so can you talk about um kind of the proverbs 31 woman as sort of your model for the yeah. business that you offer yeah and i want to say too like jesus says that it's more blessed to give than to receive and that was something when i was first starting off like when the Lord was like, you're going to have a coaching business, but he was giving me something first to steward. And Luke 16, 10 says, if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. And what he was giving me to steward was this little telegram group that started actually a past client of mine got saved with me. I've had multiple clients now get saved throughout the past two years or so um, that are like have been joining my new stuff. And it's just so incredible seeing what the Lord's doing. But, you know, when your faith was little, my past client started this little like book study through her church. And like there was like eight of us that would like meet on Fridays to like study the word and like do this book study, whatever it was. And, you know, she went up getting married and pregnant. And she was like, Jess, like, can you steward this group? Like, can you like take over it? Because it was getting really active, like the women that were in it. So I was like, yeah, of course, like obviously prayed about the Lord. I just knew he was giving me this. I didn't have any paid clients yet. I started making content around faith-based business, but 
it's like I saw that the Lord was giving me this for a reason, not paid for nothing. So I was like, okay. So I started stewarding this group and really like I got an admin for it. So like another sister in Christ that was in it, like made her an admin and really just started doing like a couple calls a month, like fellowshipping with these women. And before you knew it, like now there's around 90 women from over like 12 different countries all over the world, mostly gotten saved out of new age. And this, you know, little thing has grown and I have not made a dollar right from stewarding this and being a part of this. However, I saw how the Lord blessed the work of my hands because a lot of the women that, you know, I've been fellowshipping with and in it have actually become clients or bought from my, you know, like bought a class for me or worked with me one-to-one or came into my academy. And that was not my intention. Like I'm going to steward this free thing. And then hopefully like they're going to come and be paid clients and customers. Like that was not even a thought in my mind. But I saw how the Lord, you know, used that generosity and made it what it was and how he's still just like growing it and blessing it. And, you know, the work that I do now and supporting women and some women come to me and they're just starting out. They have no idea how to do anything. They're even afraid of like sharing their testimony. Like I've had women hire me to emotionally support them in sharing their testimony or you know, launching their business, you know, they might know how to do all the back end already, or they got saved at a new age, and they want to transition their business, how do I clean it out? How do I mm. make it? Right. And having walked through, you know, I've walked through a lot, even in this short amount of time of like learning, you know, getting my mind into like Proverbs, there's so much business uh, wisdom in there, like Proverbs 31, the whole Proverbs book. And even just all throughout the the whole Bible, there's just little bits and pieces everywhere. And yeah, like I said before, like doing it now for the Lord is just so beautiful. And you mentioned before about, um, I just feel called to share this, like giving things away for free. I think it's really important. And that's something that I teach my clients, like you should be doing things for free, right? Like giving freely what you've been given freely. And um like having different level offerings in your business, but also knowing it's not wrong to make money. Right. Can the money that I make be used to benefit the kingdom, right? Like, and that's something that I've experienced every time I receive money and I get on my knees, you know, from money from my business, I get on my knees. I'm like, Lord, thank you. Like, I know it's from him. What do you want me to do with this? And usually it's like, send money to this person randomly, do this. So into that ministry here. And it's like, then I get feedback and it's like, whoa, how did you know I needed this right now? Like, and I'm like, wow, the Lord is really like telling me how he wants me to steward this. And there's a woman in the Bible. Her name is Lydia. I've written about her recently on Instagram, but Lydia, you know, she was a successful business owner and she actually heard the gospel being preached by Paul and she got saved and her whole household wound up getting saved and coming to know the Lord. But it says in the word that the few times that she is mentioned that she made purple linens and garments and purple at that time in those biblical times, it signified royalty and wealthy people. So this woman clientele, right, were extremely wealthy people that she made these things for. And then it says how she used 
use her household to house the disciples and to have, you know, people, the disciples preaching the word. And I'm sure there was salvations happening in her house, like the disciples being taken care of, just like giving her resources to the kingdom. And that's another thing that's so inspiring. Like you see a lot of people, especially Christians, like you should give everything away for free. And, you know, you should make this financially appropriate for people that don't have money. And like, yes, I, I will do that. And it's possible. And it's not wrong to have something that's like a high ticket offering because even you can see in scripture, like there were wealthy people that were sold things. So. I actually love that you said that. That's really good. Um, Cause sometimes I do get convicted on things like, oh, you should, you should give here. You should give there. But I, I could definitely be better like whenever I check my email and it's like you have you know donation from XYZ I could definitely be better at being like Lord what do I do with this you know is this for my savings or is this for stewardship like what do you want that is so good I'm so glad that you said that and it's really encouraging for people to remember that you know the Bible doesn't say money is evil it says the love of money is evil so if you're just like accumulating wealth for the sake of hoarding it like that's a no-no like that's not that's not the point like accumulating accumulating finances to be able to eat and keep the lights on and you know take care of yourself and take care of your family that's great but like when you just if you have like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands just like in your account and then you see a brother or sister struggling and you're not willing to like steward that like that's when it becomes a problem for the lord would you yeah. agree with that? Oh my goodness, a million yeah. percent. And that's like, you know, the spirit in him, he's, he, it like, we are the clay and he is the potter and he's making us, he, I've never been so generous or trusting in money, like trusting God with my money ever. And it's so different in the new age, especially the coaching industry, the part that I was in, it was like, um, just luxury, like buy yourself this. And th does that dress turn you on like then buy it like it's just this weird like idol worship of money and like but with the lord it's like this is just a resource this is just a tool in the kingdom like he is my provider he is my security alone like i don't find my security in this money however i can see it's a resource in the kingdom and being able to bless people financially or buy them something like not everyone's going to have that calling, but there are people, there's like silent investors in the church that are like millionaires that are donating these things. And you see a lot of Christians even like, you know, we need to rebel against Target and Amazon and all of these things. And it's like, do you know how much money it takes to build something that can like, you know, to like, it takes resources to build things. And if you want to do that stuff, you can't just sit on the sidelines. Like it's going to take resources in order, in order to like create something that is going to be better than that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And I think that it also, it's an opportunity to deepen your intimacy and your trust in the Lord, because for you to, for you to receive money and then to give money away it's like doing so with the um with the knowing that he's faithful to you know um 
I don't want to say like reproduce it, but you know what I mean? Like he's going to, he's going to bring that back to you. And I'm not saying it's like manifesting. Yeah, no. what I'm saying that's like the perverted version of what I'm saying. Oh. Um, but it's just like trusting that he's a good father, that he sees what you're doing, that you're actually obeying his word. Yeah. So he's very, he's actually very clear with money that when you, when you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. But when you sow willingly, you will reap willingly. Like he, you can always count on the Lord to bank on his, bank on his own word because he, he's, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. He's faithful. He's a good father. His word will never return void. And again, that's not why we do things. We don't give money away because we're like, well, the Lord's going to give it back. We do it because we have that generous spirit. That's a fruit of the spirit. That's what he has given us. And we honor the Lord with our, I think it's a Proverbs three. It's we honor the Lord with our wealth. Um, and so that's that's how we honor the Lord is by by providing for his kingdom. Can you talk about the difference between um because there there are people that are gonna still think like, well, you're still trying to have like that boss babe mentality. So can you separate the boss babe from the Proverbs 31 woman? <laughs> yes. And explain that. So, you know, there there's so many amazing women, like especially on Instagram that like speak to these topics. And, you know, the boss babe is the woman that has, you know, that sort of feminism, you know, spirit to her. Like she's mm -hmm. trying to be better than a man. She's trying to like out, you know, out earn her husband and, you know, trying to get all this self-recognition and look at me, I'm successful. Like, look what I'm doing and look at what I can afford for myself and I don't need no man, right? And the Proverbs 31 woman is the complete opposite. Like she is doing what she does because she has fear of the Lord. And this is what the Lord is calling her to do. And that's literally like one of the last um, verses of Proverbs 31 is like charm is deceptive and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And she's not doing this for self-recognition. She's not doing this to out earn her husband or one up her husband at all. She's doing it because the Lord is calling her to do it. And she has skills and a work ethic, right? She's hardworking and she wants to bless her home. She wants to bless her family. She wants to bless others with, you know, the gifts that the Lord has given her. And this is not like, oh, you know, in the new age, it's like, you have this gift, sell it. And it's like, I've, I've heard, like, I've got received persecution and slander, like, you're selling your faith, you're selling your faith. And it's like, okay, so if I'm doing everything for the glory of God, if I'm walking in my faith in general, wouldn't I be selling my faith then if I have a regular office job too, because I'm doing that for the glory of God, or I'm doing that out of faith in God too. So what's the difference if I'm literally doing it just from home? as an entrepreneur, you know? Mm. So that's like what I see, like with the Proverbs 31 woman, she literally just made things. She like created art out of it. And that's another thing that receives persecution, like, well, coaching, like, why don't you like sell tote bags or why don't you sell merchandise or why don't you sell this or that? And it's like, well, coaching is my form of art. The way that I, you know, the way that I string words together and support people and have, you know, going into emotional depths with people and being able to like, you know, see someone's business, right? If someone's sharing their business with me or like what they think they should do, the Lord has given me a gift of showing me like for this person, like this is what you should do. 
like this, like this will yield fruit, I believe, you know, but also guiding them into their own relationship with Jesus and not making me like that person, you know, to, like to put myself on a pedestal. But um, yeah, the Proverbs 31 woman does it to glorify God and build his kingdom. Whereas the, you know, the boss babe is glorifying her own kingdom and building her own legacy. Mm, I like that you said that too. It's like the feminist spirit, 100%. The boss babe is the corrupt version of the proverbs 31 woman like, yeah exactly. it's like that's the that's the that's satanic deception <laughs> that's so funny um can you talk a little bit about the experiences that you've had with some of your clients and what the fruits of their testimonies have been like from working with you oh my goodness it's just so it's so beautiful i think just first starting off with the clients that I've had thus far that have gotten saved out of new age with me, like that were my clients in the new age that mm. like, I've had some that got saved right away with me. And then I've had some that literally like throughout the year, like year into my salvation, another one saved a few months ago, another one saved and just seeing like, cause I know I knew them in the new age. I knew what their gifts were. I knew like how they were being used in that kingdom. And then now seeing like, their change heart for the Lord and like their fear of the Lord and how like the Lord is now going to use them in what they were like doing, but for his kingdom, like, you know, women that are mothers that have become mothers and being able to share about because the whole motherhood doula, things like that, it is, there's so much deception around it. And there's even Christian women that are getting really deeply into like, witchcrafty stuff in the church because it's so infiltrated by Satan and now seeing like clients that are called into you know birth it birth birthing and motherhood and having knowledge about that stuff and having those revelations from the Lord being able to like coach and support women um to be able to experience that in a way that's clean and of the Lord that's like one one instance and then you know like other clients that were just like social media assistance. How can I, you know, how can I do this for the Lord? Like, how can I be outward in my faith without thinking I'm like repelling clients and being able to walk them through, like, you have to wear your convictions on your sleeve. Like I have a conviction in my business that I cannot support women who are going to build a business that is in the new age or even like super worldly, like not saying that they have to be very outward in their faith. Like I'm a Christian, but that's a conviction that I have and being able to, you know, assure these women that they're not going to repel the clients that the Lord is going to sell them or the customers when they are really walking in obedience to, to, you know, what the Lord is calling them to do. And yeah, just being able to bless their homes and their families and just their marriage, like the fruit of that happening and just being in the role that the Lord has called them to. I'm curious, how did you, um, when you kind of shut down your new age business, what did you like, how, what did that process look like? Did you like put out this like big message? Like y'all, like I found the way, the truth, the life, it's Jesus. I'm done. Like, what did that look like for you? So by the grace of God, all, like I had all these clients, right? I literally had a mastermind, a group program, multiple one-to-one -one clients and all the like, you know, spaces, the containers were ending like at the same time, like, a month after I got saved. So I was like, okay, like, 
I'm not going to launch anything new. Like I knew that I couldn't launch anything new in this, in this way. So I was literally getting saved and I have old zoom calls of like a business mastermind that I had of like me sharing because something that I was very keen on being even before I got saved was I'm here to be authentic. Like I'm going to share the truth of my experience because I believe that my truth is going to help you and yours. Right. But I found the way, the truth and the life and being able to plant those seeds, like in my clients and just sharing, you know, I knew that the Lord wanted me to share everything on my Instagram. Like I had all these highlights. I've recently actually deleted them and archived all, all my old stuff, but you know, slowly, but surely the Lord, like just cleaning up my page and really just glorifying him completely because I don't believe that we should be completely identifying with being an ex new ager, being an ex this and that, because I am a brand new creation. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't identify with being an ex new age or even though I got saved at a new age, you know, but so it was very scary because I knew that I was going to like make a lot of people mad and I did. And I had one client that got like really angry and like, we had this conversation and she was talking about like, she was like, what about this and that? And like, you know, I was open having conversations. So I was hopping on zoom calls with clients, like, you know, like, let's talk about this, sharing my testimony. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the women that got a little angry with me, she actually wound up getting saved this past summer. And she was in my wow. this kind of fruitful hands business academy. So <laughs> I wow. just have to say that because it's like, you like, if the Lord is calling you to, to share on your platform, that's what he was calling me to do. You're going to make a lot of people angry because they were subscribed to, you know, the deception that you were, but there is a harvest there that you cannot see sometimes that the Lord wants to use, you know, your redemption by the blood of Jesus to plant that seed. One of my clients that were, I was working with at the time, she saw my salvation and she, that she's like, if Jess can, if this can happen to Jess, cause she knew just how hardcore I was in like the blood magic, like all that. She was like, if this could happen for you, like I, there's something here and boom, she wound up getting saved. Um, so yeah, it was very uncomfortable, but I knew that the Lord had a plan and I just kept going with it. And now it really is just sharing about faith led business and my relationship with my you know, my fiance, Christ-centered relationships. And it's just so beautiful, like what he's done. Like it's all glory to him. Who will be your husband when this is out? Yeah. <laughs> How amazing. Um, so I have a few more things I wanted to ask you. So for anyone that's like, all right, I, I'm kind of curious about, maybe they're curious about what you offer exactly. Who knows what you'll have by the time this episode is released. It's not going to come out until like February of 2024. But can you talk a little bit about the the academy that you just had and like the courses that you have offered and what those like the format of those look like for anyone that's curious? Yeah, so I do one to one coaching, which is like that's my yeah, probably like one of my main things is one to one coaching where women can work with me like one month intensive, three month intensives or if you want to keep going, I've had women work with me for longer. Um I do classes and stuff here and there. Sometimes I'll do free classes too, like really just whatever the Lord wants me to share about. So I have those available. 
Um, at the time this comes out, I will already have launched Holy Girls Business Society, which is this new membership that I'm going to be launching. And really, it's just like a monthly membership for women who are called to faith-led business, and they're not in the space to invest like a lot. So they can really just invest monthly. I think it's going to be like a six-month like you have to do it for six months. And then after that, you can cancel. But basically having like one call a month, that's like hot seat coaching, having one call a month, that's like co-working. So we can all like hop on Zoom together, we can work together. If you have questions about like something back end or whatever, like I can support you with that. And then, you know, really starting to bring, bring in like guest speakers of women that are walking with the Lord in business to help encourage the women inside the membership. And then lastly is Fruitful Hands Business Academy. I'm actually going to be opening doors for that soon. And I'm going to be having the second round happen early February. So maybe like around the time this comes out. And this is a seven week business academy for women who are entrepreneurs and creatives that want to start and grow their faith-led business and everything that comes with that. Um, so there's like a course that I've created, well, that the Lord has created and there's weekly calls. And I've had 20 women in the last round, which was the first round ever. And I've never had that many women in like a group space like that. So I really just see how the Lord blessed that completely. And that came from Proverbs 31 as well. And so is your, um, is there a particular niche of business that you offer coaching on or is it literally like whatever they feel led to do you just offer the support yeah well, well of course faith by business well, right? yeah but of course so i'm more geared towards service-based entrepreneurs so women who other women who are coaches or you know want to offer support in that way or they want to host classes or they want to make courses but i've also supported women in like selling products and stuff like that so creating merchandise or you know, tote bags or whatever that is, but mainly my niche is like online business through social media. Okay. So why do you think like, why do you think people have such a problem with this, with like the idea of Christians making money? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us have PTSD from the new age and how maybe they spent thousands of dollars in the new age, like, you know, for healing or whatever. And then they realize like when they got saved, like, everything that they were paying for was actually like free in Jesus, like the peace and stuff like that. Um, but for me, like when I was in the new age, like I hired business coaches that were obviously not walking with the Lord, but I learned like really important skills about like social media and business and how to communicate my offers and just things like that. So I think a lot of it's PTSD also not really understanding what scripture says about money or having your own business or really being clear about like what is and is not okay to sell and having that model to them in a way that truly glorifies God. So that's something that I pray and hope that, you know, the Lord uses me for. And I know that he has just being able to model that to people. Like it's possible to do this in a way that is not self-glorifying. Hmm. What's some of the, um, what's some of the scripture that you lean on to kind of walk in that truth? Yeah. Galatians 1.10 is the first scripture that always comes to my heart. And it talks about, um, if I was not a servant of 
I'm not here to serve man. If I was like, I would not be a servant of Christ. So being in that space of like people pleasing and being afraid of what, like what man's going to say and do to you. And just knowing that what you were doing, you were serving Christ and you're doing what he's called you to do. Like you're never going to make everyone happy. You're not here to be understood by everyone. And, you know, Jesus modeled that to us. Like he was so misunderstood. He was mocked. He was persecuted. Like people didn't understand what he was doing. His own family didn't thought he was crazy. Right. Um, And obviously Proverbs 31, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Like it's not wrong to look at something that you have to sell and know like, Hey, I can like make a living off of this and I can do it in a way that's like clean and pure. Um, Yeah. So that's another one. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. That's Proverbs 16, three Deuteronomy. I think it's 818. And it says that the Lord has given us the ability to produce wealth. Like, you know, there's so much, like you talked about in the beginning, like there's like a poverty gospel in the church. Like it's more godly to be in poverty or like, you know, I'm not saying that the Lord is calling us all to be rich and wealthy and like, we're all gotta be, you know, but he wants to prosper us and he's given us hands, right. To be diligent with. And I see a lot of people like just saying, Oh, I'm waiting on the Lord or, this and that. And it's like this guys that is actually keeping them in such stagnancy and they're actually eating the bread of idleness and laziness. And that's also a sin. So it's inverted pride. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord, just waiting on the Lord. But it's like, there's so much in the Bible where the Lord is like calling you. First of all, we walk by faith, right? And but that though that's the word there is walk, like not sit. Keep <laughs> right? walking. So yeah, it, it's definitely I see it as inverted pride, like, oh, I'm just, you know, I don't I it's fine, like blah blah blah. But and yeah, it does say, wait, I have a verse here that because you know, I always try and address the things that I know people are gonna come back yeah. with. This one, so Hebrews 13, five, it says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So people are gonna be like, well, you girls are preaching against being content with what you have. Like that's literally, that's literally not it at all. It's actually us saying, be content with what you have by pursuing what you have, right? Yeah, and being faithful stewards, like Luke 16, 10, like faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. I want to be faithful with much. I want to be a disciple that's faithful with much, like in responsibility and things like that. But if you're not stewarding what's right in front of you and just think like, oh, you know, the Lord's going to take care of that. Like I remember in the beginning when I had no clients yet, no business yet, I was running the free telegram group, Pure Hearts. There were days where like, cause you know, when I am running my business, I'm doing things like content back end, like serving my clients. Like there were days where the Lord's like clean your refrigerator like vacuum your room, like clean your car, like little things, right. To just that we think that we're overlooking, but it's all really just connected with each other. Not in this weird new age, everything's connected way, but you know, I want to, I want to be a faithful steward of much. And I know that that's going to come from, you know, 
faithfully steering the little that I have, but really it's all for his glory. So that people can see, you know, that it's possible to do it all with the Lord. That's good. Um, Kind of like some closing thoughts. Can you talk about, because there are going to be, there's going to be like the, oh, you're speaking prosperity gospel. So talk about the difference between this conversation that we're having, what we're actually trying to say versus the prosperity gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of like, it kind of the prosperity gospel, it's kind of like in the new age where like God wants you to have all the desires of your heart and this and that. And it's like, well, God will, when you delight in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. But the difference is when you are truly born again and walk with the Lord, you have a brand new heart with godly desires. So I no longer have this desire for like luxury things, not saying that's wrong or bad or like whatever, like, but like in certain ways, like, but if you're lusting after these things and you're making them an idol and I no longer have a desire for those things, my God, my desires of my heart now are to be the best wife and homemaker and steward and disciple that I can possibly be like pouring into these places that the Lord is calling me into. Whereas like, and, and that the Lord wants to give us life and life abundantly and being able to trust that he will clothe us and feed us and give us all of these things. The, the prosperity gospel is like, God wants you to be rich. He wants you to have that Mercedes. He wants you. It's like, it's just this like weird, like just taking, like, that's what it, it seems like, like this just taking from God. Whereas more of like being like a faithful steward with resources. It's like, God's giving me this and I'm giving it back to him. God's giving me this and I'm giving it back to him. Like, and the more that he gives me to give back to him, the more he's going to give me to be responsible with. Mm. But it's like the prosperity gospel is like, just packing it away for yourself. You mm. know? Yeah. The way I see it with that is like the prosperity gospel is like, the Lord is like a genie. Yes. <laughs> Whereas with this conversation, we're saying like, he is your father right? Like trust him. He will provide for you. And yeah, he's going to expect you to, to be a faithful steward with, you know, it says, it says that, that we, we should want to give generously. So he does expect those things of you. He doesn't want you to hoard your money. And, you know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with having things. It's just that, or having money, but you can't let those things or that money have you. Yes. And that's like the key. So, yeah, God's going to test your character when you have a little or you have a lot, you know, like God will use anything to test our character. And that's really like, and I say this a lot, like we cannot earn God's love, but we can earn his trust. We earn his trust when we have a lot in our life and our bank accounts and we earn his trust when we have a little, right? Can you steward what I've given you faithfully when I give you a lot? Or can you trust that I'm going to provide when you don't have much? Mm. That's, that's where I, you know, that's where I've seen this, like so much of God's character be revealed because I truly never thought I would make another cent in through my own business. Like I literally was at points where I'm like, how is this ever going to be possible? Like, is this like true? And the Lord just like, trust me, trust me. Like I will, I will. And making sure that when I am receiving more to not get numb to that right? To not get numb and hardened. Like, well, I want more. Well, I want more. And I want more. It's like, no. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's good. And also, I don't know, this is like coming up for some reason, so maybe someone needs to hear it. If you're like in this mindset where you're afraid to give, like you're like, I feel like I don't have a lot. Um, or, or maybe you feel like, oh, the why why doesn't the Lord provide for me the way he provides for these girls? There may that there may that may be your own doing because you're not giving like you're not trusting him by like tithing to your church, for instance, or like sowing into a ministry that you believe in or or and, like those sorts of things. Um, you know, people are going to clip that and say, I'm like trying to make people feel guilty for not sewing into my ministry. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, if you're, if like every single week it comes time to tithe at your church and you're not doing it because you're like, well, I don't have enough. You're going to continue not having enough because you're not trusting God with that money. You literally have to trust God with everything, including your finances. Like it doesn't, it doesn't begin or end there. Like it's, it's a part of it. Like money, it, it, we trust him. We walk by faith in all things, not just, it's not just like this cute little expression. Like we walk by faith in all things, including our finances. Um, so yeah, just, that's just an encouragement for someone like give to your church, like start small, but just press into that generosity. Because if you're feeling that conviction when you're sitting in church or anywhere, like, you know, maybe there's like a, a cause you believe in that you've, that you've felt led to contribute to, but you're afraid to like, understand that's the Lord convicting you. He wants you to steward what you do have. And you got to trust him that he's going to, he's going to provide. He's your father. That's his character. He will never leave or forsake you. That's the context of Hebrews 13 that I just read. Be content with what you have because he will never leave you or forsake you. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't know where that came from, but do you have any like closing thoughts to just, just having a faith business in general? Is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? I think overall, like if you, if you're even questioning right now, like, is this true? Like, is this like, you know, if you've had this kind of burden to start a faith-led business, but you've had like guilt and shame where you've seen other Christians like talk about that industry that it's like demonic or whatever, it's wrong to do that. Like just stop looking at what man is saying and go right to the father. Like he seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And when you really truly go to him and you seek him with your heart and ask him these things, he's going to show you in his word, like what he thinks about things. Mm -hmm. So to really take that step forward and knowing that like, if you're ready to take a step, you'll never really get the full vision of what your business is going to look like, or, you know, the success of it or whatever it is like. And that's what a faith led business is like, he's calling you into a relationship with him by trusting what he wants you to be obedient with he's not going to give you the whole picture right away you really have to go one step at a time and in time he will give you the clarity for that mm. how do you how do you deal with the persecution like what are just some pointers that you have for anyone that's afraid of that well, I always think of the verse, like, cast your pearls not before swine, lest they turn around and attack you. And really asking the Lord, like, does this person really want to have a conversation right now? Like, are they actually earnestly open to, like, having a conversation about why I do what I do? Or do they just want to attack me? And he will let you know about that. And I've had women who have, um, like, persecuted me or told me what, what I was doing is wrong. And then 
months or even years later saying to me like, hey, like, I'm sorry, actually, like I was wrong. And I was shown that this actually isn't wrong. And it didn't matter because I didn't get my validation from them anyway. I was getting my validation from the Lord and what he was calling me to do. But I realized like, whoa, like Satan is attacking where God wants to use you. And we can see that with Paul when he went to Malta, he was immediately bitten in the hand by the viper. He was laying hands on people, right? He was healing people. The, the enemy wants to attack you where God wants to use you. But the more that you like keep walking anyway, you will learn God's voice even better, be more sensitive to it and realize like, this is not correction. Like this is condemnation coming from the enemy trying to stop me. So yeah, I just, I just keep going. Like I just, my eyes are on Jesus and like what the Lord is building in my life. And it's like, I'll have a conversation, conversation, but also I've had to block people too. Like I, I don't think it's wrong to set boundaries. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's something I'm learning recently too, is that <laughs> the, the word instructs us to guard our hearts. Exactly. You got these like people that just want to monitor you and you know that they're not interested in like your journey with the Lord. They're not interested in, in, understanding you they're just interested in kind of casting stones right so you gotta just block and delete bye even even what was that a fool takes no pleasure in understanding amen even jesus says like if they're not going to receive you like dust off your sandals and leave so that's the um the modern day version of that is just block them. <laughs> yeah, just literally like pray, like lift them up to the Lord and guard your heart and just set that boundary and block them. Amen. Um, well, thank you for having this conversation. This was fruitful and fun. Would you um, please say a prayer over the audience as we close yeah. out? Absolutely. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come before you in the mighty name of Jesus as your daughter. God, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to be in relationship with you, Lord. I thank you so much for this opportunity to be on Angela's podcast, God. I thank you so much, Lord, for all the things that you have done in our life, Lord, and in the lives of all the people that um, have heard what we both had to say when you just gave us the words to say it, God. We just pray that, Lord, whatever seeds have been sown today, Lord, that they have fallen on good fertile, fresh soil, Lord, and they will just produce beautiful fruits of your spirit. God, I just pray a boldness over the people who have listened to this conversation that their hearts are burdened to start a business, Lord, to bless their home and their family, God. I pray that, Lord, whatever that next step for them to take, Lord, towards this vision you have given them, Lord, that they just take that next step, God, that they just put all their faith and trust in you, God, that they just remember Galatians 1.10, that they're not here to please and serve man, God, but they are here to be slaves of Christ, God. And I just pray, Father, that you just bless the work of their hands, God. I pray that you bless the work of Angela's hands and um, the life of her husband and her beautiful baby girl that's coming, God. And I just pray that you continue to um, yeah, yeah, just bless them, God. And we give you all the glory in advance for what this podcast episode is going to do for your body in Jesus name. Amen. So where can people find you, Jess? Yeah. So right now my handle is at I'm Jessica Torres. So letter I, letter M Jessica Torres, but 
I'm going to be getting married, so I'll be changing my handle, I believe, to at Mrs. Jessica Walling. Oh, that's cute. It's so available right now. So, yeah, that'll be my handle. I share most of my stuff and my business and everything on my Instagram, but also I have a website. It's IamJessicaTorres.com, and I'm sure I'll be transitioning stuff. So when this comes out, I'll give you all the new de- details. Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll have everything updated by then. It'll be in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so blessed that you came on today. Thank you for having me. All right, sis, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope that y'all enjoyed that episode. If you were blessed by it, please do consider partnering with the Heaven and Healing Ministry. There's a QR code up on the screen for your convenience that you can scan to become a monthly partner with us. Or if you just want to sow a one-time seed, there are different options to do so down below in the episode description. Thank you so much for your support. Heaven and Healing is entirely crowdfunded, so it all means so much and it really helps. Thank y'all so much. Don't forget to like this video and to subscribe to Heaven and Healing Podcast if you haven't already. God bless y'all.